sometimes you can see little twisty clouds. Like, see those upper clouds are going faster than the bottom clouds? I do, yeah. yeah well, when they come together, a lot of times they'll get little twisty things, like little tornadoes up there. And they, and they just start swirling and whirling around like little fingers, and then they merge. I guess that's how tornadoes start. But yeah, but see that one dark winter, they just, and, and everything just started swirling and, and making little pointy kind of things, and then they get sucked into the other cloud. Fun to watch. I love those Yeah, I, they said it ain't supposed to rain, but my God, those look like pretty fat old rain clouds to me. <laughs> I've been trying to write a book, and I've been trying to figure out how to start the story, and I can't. You need to get a ghostwriter, and I don't know how to get a ghostwriter. <coughs> but my basic idea is about an old man, me, who wants to get cloned. You know, in my story, this imaginary story, this old man there, he thought and he thought about it. And, well, you know, in a way, in a way death is just a, kind of a temporary setback if you get cloned. Uh, you know, you can leave records of yourself, your future self. You get born just as a regular baby. There's no way. Now, Elon Musk is working on some kind of electronic thing. It'll store your brain electronically. And if he perfects that, well, then you could download your brain into a new baby. But you would, I don't know if you have to take the whole baby's mind over to do that. You know, there's a lot to consider there. You know, you wouldn't, if, if he was a baby, you really, but. If you could join the two, well, I don't know. Anyway, that's way, way far along in the future. If, but the thing is, cloning, you know, I've been doing some research on it, and uh, it's a pretty simple process. It's just regular baby. If it's a cat or a dog or a cow or... Anyway, oops. Um, anyway, this is just a day in the life of Brian. I'm uh, sitting out here watching these. Uh, Quincy, Illinois, is where I live, and uh, there's not there's these two big cloud systems. I'm sitting out in the beer garden right now. Uh, anyway, I was going to start telling a story. Uh, I'm going to try to write a book about the Cayley Family Cloning Corporation and how it got started. The very first family cloning corporation in the world. 
I think every family in the world eventually will have their own family cloning corporation. A corporation that can amass wealth that the families can use for the good of the families and can also be used to get the family members' tissues stored and to get them born again if it needs to be done. That's what the basic thing of a, of a family cloning corporation is. It's to amass wealth for the clients or the family and invest it wisely, hopefully, and store the client's tissue. You know, maybe buy your own refrigerators, you know, store your own family tissues, and then also store it in other places because you want to really make sure, you know, if somebody needs to be brought back, you got the stuff to do her with. So multiple DNA storage places for the family members. That's the basic concept of this penny stock cloning corporation that I've been trying to get started. Now, I told this guy on Shark Tank, Kevin, this idea about over a year and a half ago. I put it on. I kept texting it on to their show website thing and uh, submission, I guess, business submission ideas. And uh, uh, Kevin called me up at home and I was, I'm, howdy, howdy. Anyway, this Kevin guy called me up and uh, um, he said, what's this idea you have about cloning? So I told him basically kind of just well, I rambled on for about half hour, I imagine, uh, telling him, you know, what, what I foreseen is basically just a, as a penny stock cloning corporation. And um all we was going to do is, is, is uh, if I'd come on a show and just tell them this is a complete, absolute, from the ground up startup. At this point, all you're doing is giving us a capital so we can hire the staff that we're going to need to get this thing rolling. And we don't want nobody to get hurt badly on this deal if it don't work out. Now, I'll put, uh, well, I could put 25, 10,000, 50. I could put a hundred thousand in it if I have to. Got to make a million shares of penny stocks. And if you will add a little more to what I got, what we'll do is we'll sell one percent of however much money we raise, and we'll sell five hundred shares for five dollars. That way, hopefully, nobody will get hurt that much. I mean, at this point, the most any single person could lose is $5. And we only want people to be able to buy $5 worth. And um, um, I'm trying to think here. I've been smoking a little dope. <laughs> makes me giggly. And I'm watching these dumb clouds while I'm talking. And they're, it's just neat. There's white, fluffy clouds above dark water-filled clouds and, and wherever the two start touching they get little twisters little tornado things like fingers that come wiggling out between the two cloud systems and then they all start merging together it's just pretty neat anyway uh, i'm in quincy illinois in a beer garden here it's pretty nice it's, uh, it's nice and warm today 
uh, real pleasant. Anyway, on this story that I'm trying to write about the Cayley Family Cloning Corporation. Now, that that part there about the, oh, that uh, Shark Tank show, uh, the uh, he wanted me to fly out there and present that idea. Anyway, I, I just couldn't do it. I didn't feel good. I didn't have it put together the way it should be put together. And uh, so that deal didn't work. But I still think if uh, he was contacted, he still might might uh, be interested in the idea. Uh, now, the... Uh, anyway, you know, this cloning deal, it's not that hard to do. It shouldn't be that expensive. You know, I see all these people staying, paying five and six thousand dollars for a puppy. Well, now, if you could just clone that there puppy, why wouldn't you just rather do that? And if you get a puppy clone made for, say, 500 bucks, uh, and that should be a doable thing. And the reason I say it should be doable is because, like, at mice, in, with mice in the universities, there should be thousands of people trained in how to clone mice. Well, cloning a mouse ain't no different than cloning an elephant. Process is exactly the same. The only thing is the material you're working with. Now, you can buy a human egg for not too much money. So that shouldn't be no problem. You would have to find a host, a mom, to have you. Well, and there's a little bit of a problem there, but but still, that's a that's a that's a, a that's something that, that can be done. You know, I would say anywhere between ten thousand dollars and well, however much you wants to pay. You know, like for $10,000, there's a lot of Filipino gals or Chinese gals that would be glad to carry you for nine months. Um, now, to get raised, now that's something else. If you wanted to have your mom who had you raise you, uh, you know, that's an option that you would have. Uh, or if you wanted to be raised, uh, uh, well, you're going to have to have a mother. That's all there is to it. So I guess the options would be have a mother that you stay with or have a another mother raise you who just who doesn't want to have babies, but who just wants to raise babies. Uh, you know, and, and you have to pay her. Well, now, while I'm alive, if, I, <laughs> if I'm dead before my wife, and I hope I'm sure I would be because I'm old. Hopefully she'll be young and my wife can do whatever she wants. I mean, I'm just an old man. Uh, you know, if I, if I, I would kind of like to tag along if she goes nightclubbing, I just like to watch all the kids, uh, have fun and dance and such. But, you know, she wouldn't have to do that. I'm already set up at a nursing home. So, uh, you know, no matter what happens to me, they'll take care of me. If I have a stroke, anything. That's what, you know, so I'm set up. So I shouldn't be a burden to my wife. Uh, I mean, financially. Well, no, I won't be a burden to my, and now, I might give her a little money because we're married, but she don't get my pensions, of course, until I'm dead. And at this point, that's really kind of all I'm planning on uh, 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 offering my wife at this point. Because uh, my assets, I really kind of want to hang on to them and we get the family cloning corporation set up. 
uh, once we get them set up, uh, let me think. Once we get them set up, shit, I'm losing my train of thought. That's what happens when you smoke dope and drink beer, I guess. Thank shit. Where in the hell was I going with this? Uh, looking at the clouds again, I shouldn't be doing that either. It's distracting me. Uh, although it's pretty neat, little twisty things. The light, big fluffy white ones are above and going faster than the waterfall ones. And whenever they overlap, oh, there's a big long twisty thing. Now that does look like a tornado bed, but it's way up. I mean, it's huge, but it's it's up in the air and it's just a big swirling tube. Pretty neat looking. <laughs> anyway, um, see back to the story here. What the hell is I talking about? Damn it! Shit! Makes me mad. I forgot. Um, yeah, like right these, like these two here. They would. There's two long, thin tubes twisted together and are merging right now. If they would merge and start going down, it'd be a twisty, double the size going down. But it ain't, and it's kind of starting to do that a little bit. The, where the two ends met, it's gotten squishy in there. I wish I could put it, uh, take a picture of it, explain. Anyway, uh, it's got away from my story completely. Kaylee Family Cloning Corporation. I need to, oh. Yeah. Thought about going on one of them wedding dating things and just laying it out there. I'm a 72 year old man living in a nursing home and I want to find a young lady that I can give my pensions to. I can only give my pensions to my wife. So unfortunately, <laughs> we, we got to get married. Now, there's a few other things I'm going to expect out of my wife. So, uh, she can do whatever she wants. And, I mean, party on, guard. Take me along if uh, if I'm good enough shape. I'd just like to watch the fun at the parties and stuff. Um, other than that, well, there's a few other things my wife-to-be has to accomplish before she even considers this project. She's going to have to find out where to get our tissue stored. I've already found some places varying price from $300 to $1,500. Well, there's probably more expensive ones, too. I didn't check that hard. But that's an easy, doable thing. So if you wants to be my wife, live with me through lifetime after lifetime for all time and eternity. Now, that's my plan. I don't like I don't like change. And I'd rather have the same soulmate with me lifetime after lifetime. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Uh, I I would hope that you don't like change either. And if you and me do okay, get along fine, lifetime after lifetime, I think that'd be a good arrangement. You know, if one of us dies before the other, we could, you know, make sure we get another maid. Uh, and if you have to, to keep their ages the same, you might have to make yourself at the same time. And you might have to hire people, you know, depending on your age. But um so 
that's going to be part of the deal there. Uh, um, my soulmate and me, we're going to be together forever. So we really need to get along now. And I don't know. Uh, I usually get along with most people. I don't know. I, uh, I've got blonde hair and blue eyes. Uh, but that doesn't really mean anything. Uh, because my mother, no matter what race she is, she'd be my mom and my wife. Um, so, you know, that doesn't really, uh, make a whole lot of difference, I guess. Um, anyway, on this international dating thing, I would, uh, put that on there. And I would also, there's some other requirements before you even really consider this project. There's, there's really I've tried several more things. Um, I want you to, uh, find out where to get our tissue froze. I want you to set up a corporation and find out where we can set up a penny stock family cloning corporation. Find out how much it's going to cost and, you know, if it's legal and everything to set up a penny stock based family cloning corporation. I should be able to do it, but I am too damn old. I don't know how to use these stupid phones very good. Uh, you know, and if I talk to a lawyer or somebody, I just tell them just what I said now. But at the time, I'd probably forget what the hell I was going to tell them. Now, see, now all the big dark clouds went away. All we got now is just these little white fluffy ones. So you don't got near as many twisty things with them. Um, let me see here. Damn it. I done forgot. This book I'm trying to write. I need to get a ghost writer and I don't know how to get a ho I can't even do that. I've seen they cost between 2000 and some of them cost more than that. Oh, a lot more than that. And I'd pay somebody just to tell my story to, but I don't know how to do it. I keep asking my sons to set me up and they don't understand what I'm asking, I guess. Uh, you know, I sometimes think that this co-cloning deal is part of God's great plan. You know, I thought and thought about God. And I uh, found a doorway in my mind, a memory door, I call it. You know, you've got all kinds of doors if you look in your mind. You open them up and you got memories, you know, behind some doors. Good memories and bad memories. And you open up other doors and it's, uh, you know, outstanding memory. Something that, uh, but anyway, behind one of the doors in your mind, I believe that there is God. Now, almost all religions claim that we have God with us at all times. And uh, I suppose that's true. You know, uh, I don't know if we have souls or not. Um, I don't know if dogs or cats do either. If we do, they're invisible, weightless, and no way to uh, detect them. And that sounds just like dark energy, doesn't it? They say there's more dark energy out there than there is this real matter. And that this dark energy is flowing through everything all the time. And it doesn't really affect this material 
universe. So we're floating around this giant sea of uh, of uh, dark energy. And uh, damn it, I keep forgetting what I'm talking about. The big big clouds all in the way. Now just a bunch of little white puppy winds and are changing shapes. And, anyway, I, I should quit watching it. So I wanted to tell this damn story. And now I forgot which story this was. Damn it. Shit. <sighs> and that song takes you back to going to Vietnam. Sitting, I, we got to California, is getting deployed. And, and I was sitting on a dock on the bay of time. <laughs> That's what I was doing, listening to this song. On a little transistor radio, like this. <laughs> not much, good, not very good sound quality. <laughs> and I was dreaming of my life that I was going to have. I was only 19 or 18, 18 or 19. Oh, shoot. Amazon song, Going Back in Time. I can't really remember that, probably. I try to, I can't, I, I remember, I, thought, I remember doing that. I can't even, I really ain't got a picture of it in my mind. Anyway, I found a God door. Fine. Or a door. And then I opened it up, and was nothing behind it, just dark. And I kind of, in front of that their door and I kind of now I want to explain about these doors in your mind too this is really kind of important if you smoke dope and do a little few little hallucinatory drugs I, I did a little bit of acid and a little bit of this a little bit of that and uh, so that thing with hallucinatory drugs is sometimes you have multiple personalities and uh, now I had some fun there when I was younger, dabbling around with different personalities, and finally I decided, I guess, uh, maybe it's not such a good thing to do, so I kind of put all of them in little separate rooms, mean me, uh, greedy me, uh, sexaholic me, uh, I mean, I could have been any of them things, uh, but I closed all the damn doors, and, and what kind of oozed out around the edges of all these closed doors with all my multiple personalities is kind of who I am. Now, that's the reason when you start opening up doors in your mind, you got to be careful because the people on the other side of them doors, a lot of times they want to get out and they'll try to move in, you know, and like say you want to do something mean to somebody, you know, and you go to that door and you know if you open that door, that door's, he's going to tell you, you know, do it. And you look at that door and you got to make your mind up. Or you, anyway, you got to be careful opening doors. So, as time went on, and now this goes back to when I was about 60, 62, 61. I was riding my bicycle down the bottom roads, and it was a, uh, oh, what do you call it? Oh, a really pleasant day. And I was here, I was 62 years, I'm 72 now. I'm 62, riding down, it's a blacktop road down the river bottoms here by Quincy. And it's a few, eh, it's about a mile from my house, two miles maybe. You got to go through the bluffs, which is kind of cool. The bluffs are where, uh, 
Well, and the bluffs is pretty neat, too. Uh, on this side of the river, all our bluffs are sand. And over on the Missouri side, they're all rock. And the reason for that is because after the last ice age, the Mississippi used to flow from the top of the bluffs on both sides. That's hard to imagine. A, a river that big, but that's how big Mississippi was. And just water gushing from all them mile-high glaciers down the, down the river. Rolling boulders. I mean, I mean, my God. And it did it for like, I don't know, however long it took for the ice age to end. I think it took 5,000 years or so. Uh, <coughs> that's a pretty long time to, to, uh, to have, uh, but anyway, that's what happened. So here we got the Quincy River bottoms, which are nice and pleasant. So I was down there riding my bicycle and, uh, it's a nice, it's a pleasant fall day looking to the leaves. And you know, and I got to thinking, could all this be without a God? All this life. Anyway, I thought about it and thought about it, and uh, I decided that surely this couldn't all be by accident. So, went to the God door and said, hey, explain to me how you've done this. And gradually, bit by bit, now I can't tell you how he explained, I, I've never seen God, never heard anything from God. Uh, so, there might be a demon I'm talking to. Who in the hell knows? I didn't go looking for the demon door, though. <laughs> I think maybe when I get done with this uh, God project here, maybe I'll, maybe I'll look around for the old demon door. See what, uh, say, if, say if the dark energy is a demon. Oh, my. What we call it, let's just call it soul energy. So all them clouds clear. I tell you what, they would just, all kinds of little twisters. Now they're... Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right, yeah. They were saying something about there's some kind of alignment of the planets in the evening on the horizon when the moon's setting in the mornings, I guess. But they got Venus, Jupiter, Mars, and Saturn. It's four planets you can see all around the moon. I mean, yeah. yeah. I forget what time they said, but... That's kind of odd. Yeah, yeah, they just cleared up. I, I just like when those two kept merging. There was a tube formed up there between the two cloud banks. I mean, it was like huge. It was just a big round circular tube, but it was between the two clouds. And then it, it broke in half finally. But it was where the different temperatures were merging. It was pretty neat looking. I, I was thinking, oh, I'll try to take a picture of it, but I didn't know how, really. Ain't nothing on radar, so. Yeah, it's all. Well, it's, it is pretty clear now. Yeah. Okay. What's going on, guys? Hey, Dave. Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I was. Carl's supposed to be like 87. <laughs> I know. It's a brain, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I wanna hold your hand. I wanna hold your hand. 
shopping tomorrow. Or... Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could have a fire pit out here too. Yeah, yeah, summertime. Yeah. This morning I came in like this. So all the shit I did, I came out of here while I was waiting for ice cream, and my filters cleaned off. I blew all these out, and they're all back. And I'm just gonna fucking blow them in the corner. Well, you know, my son Andy took me down to uh, some place down there by St. Louis. It was a bar, but they had an outdoor smoking area. And then they had a fire pit out there, and it was kind of kind of cold, I thought. But anyway, there's kids standing out there around the fire there. I thought you could put one right in the corner there, you know. Uh, in the if you, I don't know if how. Oh, this stupid thing. I did it quit. Yeah, I had to quit talking there. The owners of the place came out here. Uh, I wasn't smoking dope. I don't like the smoke in front of them. They said it's probably okay. Oh, this dumb radio. It was working pretty good. I shouldn't have moved it. 
dumb radio every time I move it. It loses signal. I think my body's acting as an antenna or something. Oh, damn it. <laughs> every time I pull my hand back, stupid thing. I don't know, I could put it in my pocket, I guess. It likes to be near me. Don't, every time I put it down, damn thing. All right, let's see if I can put it down. God damn it. As soon as I pull my hand away, son of a bitch, it's got something to do with induction, I'm sure. Well, I really don't want to hold the dumb radio, but guess I will. You hear the sparrows are chirping? I don't know if you can hear that or not. Goddamn sparrows, I put a bunch of fucking pot plants out and it was about a foot tall. And goddamn birds ate them. I couldn't fucking believe it. I, was, I, uh, I put them out an hour later, I come out and they were snipped off. I, son of a bitch. That set me back considerable. <laughs> I ain't got no more. So. I was really curious to see how these would have turned out. Uh, I'll never know. Ah, shoot. Thing with pot plants too is mine are male and female, and I had quite a few of each. I thought or plants. There's like three or four in a pot, and I thought, well, that way, you know, if one of them's a male, one get rid of all the males. You don't want them because um, you just want to. Keep the female. Anyway, shit, I ain't got to eat them all, damn birds. Can't believe that. But they did. Oops. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so let me go back. To, yeah, people come out here with smoking, and I didn't really want to be talking around them, you know. I think I'm a crazy old man. I think maybe they think that anyway a little bit. But, okay, back to the God thing. Anyway, behind the door in my mind, imaginary door, imaginary God. Here's what he has told me in little dribbles, and I can't say how he's told me this. I ask him questions, and I can kind of tell if he yeah, kind of shakes his head a little, well, maybe. Or, yeah, you know, he shakes his head, no, 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 Okay, sorry, I asked the God there about uh, religions. I thought, well, you know, and God, basically, he told me, I'm behind all the religions. He said, everybody has a soul. And he said, all these souls are a part of me. And all these souls, their data comes back to me. When they die, whatever data they have comes back to me. So, you know, when that happens, maybe you get to get unified with your your family members because they're already there i don't know how you know dark energy universe how stuff works but that could be what they mean by heaven okay meanwhile back here on earth it's the dna the only power that god has is through the dna i wish he could do more 
but he can't. He's made of dark energy. Our, our soul, let's call it soul energy. I keep calling it dark. Let's call it soul energy. <laughs> Sounds better. So all this stuff that they can't see but they know is there. Let's, that is soul energy. That ain't dark energy. Okay. So if you look around at the moon and Mars and all the other things that everybody says God created, I don't think that's so. I think God is part of the creation of all this other matter. I think at the same time that all this real matter was created, the dark energy was too. And both places have their own rules and regulations. Dark energy and magnetism are a little bit intertwined. Uh, they can tell that because magnetic fields it gets bent like light does when, when there's heavy dark energy. I don't know. That's what they say. I don't know. So that's soul energy. I keep calling it dark energy. No, it's soul energy, don't you know? Um, so what God had to do at the very beginning of life, at the very beginning of this whole project that you call you, and I call me and every other living thing on this planet, birds and stuff. They, I don't know what the hell they call themselves, but I'll bet they call themselves self. I'll bet a bird, you know, just like you, and, and his little mind is just like chickens, just like yours. So he must have a soul, too. Well, what's these souls do? What the hell are these souls fit for? Well, reporting back to God, that's that's a good thing. Because that way God can monitor all the life on this planet and, and see what needs to be done to keep life along, alive. And the only thing he can do is work with the DNA. He can't work with anything else with this soul energy. So this soul energy, dark energy, call it what you will. It, uh, it, uh, anyway. God's only power. He can communicate like he's communicating with me. I think that's the same way he communicated with God, Jesus, Buddha, all of them. And all of them are equal in God's eyes. God was able to communicate with them a little bit. And basically, God told them kind of, you know, teach good things, do good things. Try and get the humans going in a, a good direction. Jesus did. Buddha did. Muhammad did. Joseph Smith. Everybody. Oh, even Brigham Young. Brigham Young murdered Joseph Smith, don't you know? God told me that too. But my grandma told me that also. And then over the years, I did some checking. And it sure looks like all the facts kind of point to old Brigham Young being the man with the real plan. And fortunately, Joseph Smith and his brother was in the way. And it wasn't no mob that killed him. It was three masked men. And one of them was called the Angel of Death. Angel of Death was uh, the henchman for Brigham Young. And everybody in the Mormon clan that was in power positions knew that. And they knew if uh, you did something you weren't supposed to, and Brigham really didn't like it, you could just send the angel of death out. And you wouldn't even know it was coming. 
because he's everybody's friend till the end. That's the angel of death. He's the one that killed Joseph Smith and his brother, and that made him, I guess, part of God's great plan. Wanting to move the uh, Mormon church in a new direction, which it did. And I'm going to try to get the Mormon church interested in this cloning deal. You know, I, I really respect the Mormons. I, I would be a Mormon except I ain't got the moral, uh, fiber. <laughs> I ain't got the mo, I ain't got the moral fiber. Well, in this lifetime anyway. Not to drink and smoke and do those type things. Although I could become a Mormon now. I'm getting old. I could give all that up. <laughs> I can't, can't enjoy it much anymore anyway. Anyway, the clouds are all gone. The birds are landing in the trees, and goddamn birds ate my pot plants. Pisses me off. I should have shot a few of them. I started to, and I thought, nah, if I, I didn't know which ones it was. I was just gonna shoot all the birds I seen. Thank uh, <laughs> God, sort them out, so to speak. Uh, anyway, okay. Now here's here's what God had to do at the, at the very beginning. The only thing He could work with was the DNA. So. The first thing, here's this ball of rock, Earth, and this Mars, all of them. How do you make the DNA? Well, there's a lot of ways you can make DNA. Lightning strikes, uh, chemical. But when things merge just right, the very first strand of DNA was created. Now, with this basic programming, what's the basic programming of all the DNA on this planet? Everything. Every living thing. What's its basic DNA programming? Well, here's what God said. I mean, I, <laughs> he said that when these souls find just the right conditions, and, uh, you know, it, it might be a combination of electricity and uh, magnetism and, I don't know, but, but whatever it went, with exactly the right concentration, the basic programming gets done, and the basic programming is to split, divide, find nutrients, split, divide, find nutrients. That's the basic programming. Eat and recreate, period. Now, that is the basic thing in every living DNA on this planet today. Any DNA that does not have that basic programming, eat grow, reproduce, is extinct, don't you know? So that's the basic programming all DNA starts out with. So the very beginning, all this DNA got started somewhere on this planet and probably on Mars, probably on, probably on Venus and maybe the moon. It takes time though, time, something that doesn't matter in the soul energy universe or dark energy universe. There is no time. They don't know what time is. There's, there's, there is no time. The only way that they, the soul, the souls that are in the living things here can tell time is only as long as they're living. When everything dies and everything is pre-programmed to die. Well, it's not, I don't think it's, it's not, I don't think, I guess, it, Maybe it's in God's basic training that you have to grow old and die. But that is in, varies, you know, by DNA to DNA. 
it varies from thing to thing because every anyway these uh, souls when you're conceived and so the so what they say about life beginning at the moment of conception that is absolutely true you take the ingredients that a egg is in and nutrients and uh, what is it going to do? Well, that egg will just float around. No. It won't reproduce. So, the only way that it can reproduce is if it combines with other DNA. And at the very beginning, that's kind of happened in the very beginning of the oceans. The two different types of DNA could interlock because it was basically pretty much the same eat grow reproduce so if, if there was some minor variations in one DNA and, and it was a little different you know and then it would merge with uh, another DNA it was a little different and then their offspring would be uh, a little different than either one of them and that's how he did until he got the ingredients needed to make the beginnings of life. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it, I don't know if at the very beginning of life what had to be made first. Oxygen, they had to have oxygen, but there was none. So you had to have some kind of some kind of DNA that could live in the conditions and reproduce and um, and live. And if it's a byproduct that give off oxygen, well that's one way to get air, and maybe that's how it was done. Anyway, so I'm trying to get the point across about how precious DNA is and how precious your DNA is and my DNA is. I mean, never, ever to be replicated again. Do you realize that? Now, you can have a million kids, and they, none of them will be you. They'll all be a little bit you, but they won't be you. And that's the way it's supposed to be, because all of the little yous out there that you produce will interact with other little yous or little other people. And uh, the DNA varies, varies, varies. And so you're going to end up with black people, yellow people, well, all kinds of people in between. So it's all part of God's great plan, don't you know? <coughs> and I think we're supposed to compete. The different races are supposed to, they're supposed to, I think supposed to do both. I think they're supposed to compete and stay separate, and I think they're all supposed to mingle. So, I think every race is that's kind of everybody's right. You know, if you want to mingle with other races, that's fine. You know, if you don't want to, well, you don't have to, and that kind of means if you don't want to be around them, you don't have to be around them. So, when they pass laws saying you have to be around people you really don't want to be around, that's not cool. That's not cool. I'm smoking. I have a joint. <coughs> I had leftover from earlier. 
I'm going to try and stay on this on these stories tonight, though. I, I keep saying I'm going to do it, and I never do. I just sit in the bar, listen to the music, and everybody talk and laugh, and, uh, and I like that. <laughs> so, you know, but I like this, too. I'm having fun. I don't know if you are or not. Like I said, this is just an audio recording for my future selves, I hope. My future clones. And maybe this will kind of explain to them a little bit about how they came about. Because if I have my way, I want my clones to be on every planet, every moon, every sun, every star, every galaxy across the whole damn universe. That's my plan. And I asked God. God said, that's a cool plan, man. <laughs> Get her done. Okay, well, how the hell am I going to get that done? Well, I got to get cloned, don't you know? <laughs> it all goes back to that. Excuse me, I'm smoking this here stuff. Uh, taking a little break, sort of, kind of. It's getting starting to get dark out here. I'm going to have to go back in the bar. And I can't really talk in there. Everybody thinks I'll be nuts if they see me talk. I might go back. I can go back if nobody's gambling. I can go back there in the gambling room and still keep talking and telling you this story, which I'm only trying to get. i got to get a ghost writer somewhere that's interested in writing this damn thing for me. I think, I think uh, yeah, several books could be made out of this. And one more that I really want is my friend Denny Smith. He died at 72, my age, but he died a year ago or so. And he got a dishonorable discharge for standing up for his black company. Then he was a white lieutenant. He went there in the army, enlisted. And he did his first tour or and then he they sent him to officer training school. He said that was six months of partying there in San Francisco. 
And then uh, when he got back, the company didn't ask him if he minded all black. And then he said, no, you know, he, he wasn't racist at all. So anyway, him and his black company, they got sent out to a whole lot of firefights and shit. <clears throat> now, I didn't know Denny. I, I've known him about 20, 30 years, but <clears throat> I always sit at the bar there one time, and these guys were talking about all their Vietnam War stories, and Denny kept shaking his head, and, and, I, and I was in Vietnam too, but I was in the Navy, so completely different thing than what Denny did. <clears throat> anyway, Denny... Uh, uh, he said, you know, they, he, he told me about, well, first off, <laughs> he said, those guys are so full of shit. And I said, oh, was you over there? And he said, well, yeah, I was. And I said, oh, I said, uh, uh, you see much? And he said, well, he's got a disarmable discharge. And I was really, that's all, and that was it. That was the end of the conversation at that point. Now, this other stuff, he kind of talked about later. And I told him I wanted him to get it all dictated down, the whole story. Because I thought we'd make a book out of it. And Danny has spent his whole life with the disarmable discharge, shitty low-paying jobs. Well, I was talking to him. He was living in the cheapest dump you can find in Quincy. Uh, so that's that was Danny's life. <coughs> All because he got a disarmable discharge. Well, the reason he got it was he said him and his boys, and he's just described to me some of the basically what they would do uh, uh shit, they'd, they'd uh, fly out somewhere oh ambush that's what he called them ambushes they would set up ambushes for the gooks and he said that when they when he first started it was going real good <coughs> he got a, a gook uh, something he was a captured gook lieutenant he had a special name for him well, whatever. He said that uh, they assigned him to his company. Well, he was a traitor to the uh, North Vietnamese. <coughs> so he would tell Denny, don't go over there because you're going to run into this, you're going to run into that. And then Denny said that, like, that when they'd come to a cane field with uh, stacks of uh, straw or whatever it was, whatever it was that stacked up, the guy would uh, think, well, give me your gun, and he'd shoot into him a few times and Gooks would bust out of them and run away. Uh, you know, saved them a lot of ambushes they would have walked into. <coughs> anyway, Denny said that, uh, unfortunately, he did such a good job, they took him away and assigned him to other companies. Because Denny said that uh, when, when he was, he said they didn't take any casualties. And he said they, all their missions were successful. Anyway, after that, Denny said, uh, Things didn't go near as good. And he said that uh, uh, he said basically he was with his black black troops all the time he was in the field. <clears throat> but he said when they came back to the main base, the uh, and he had to go to the tenants country. And uh, so he'd go there and all these other guys were talking and, and they were all <coughs> saying how uh, fucked up the military was because letting all these black guys in and they wouldn't fight. They weren't no good. <clears throat> anyway, Denny would stand up for his company. And, uh, you know, he said he was arguing. You know, a lot of them guys said, well, you know, they were going to ruin the military. Denny said, well, I got an all-black company. He said, we've met all the requirements. And he would be telling the other guys what his guys had been doing. Well, <clears throat> what might have been going on, they might have had all-white companies, all 
and different proportions of black and whites mixed together to see which ones work the best. You know, that would be a logical thing for the military to do. Anyway, Denny had an all-black company, and Denny swore by it. Um, and, and one other thing I noticed about Denny here when I first met him was he'd always say hi to any black person he met, and, you know, be pleasant with them. <laughs> and I, that was rather odd. Most, most people in this town aren't like yet. <coughs> I'm not. I'm, I kind of keep to myself. Anyway, uh, and he said they was out in the field somewhere or other, and one of the guys stepped on a landmine. And uh, it was close to where Denny was. And Denny said the only, he had one other white guy in his company. It was a corpsman. And he was a conscientious objector. And uh, that, he, Denny said there was the only two white guys in the company. Uh, anyway, the uh, guy, one of the guys stepped on a landmine, uh, blew him. I don't know if it killed him or not. But Denny said that uh, he got shrapnel and stuff in him and, and the uh, uh, corpsman had a big slice in his belly. And then he says he thinks he died, but he, he don't know. <coughs> anyway, then he said after that, he said he was drunk all the time, constantly. He said that, uh, well, I wanted him to get this all done so we could try to write a book out of it and get him some of his, something for his, well, I'd say he, 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 he heritism. <laughs> you know, in a way, it's kind of hard to describe here heretism, I guess. But what, I think what Denny did was kind of heroic, <clears throat> uh, more heroic than, well, running through a minefield you don't know is there. I mean, people get big awards for that. But I didn't know it was a minefield, man. <laughs> I know a guy got a bronze star. He said that's how he got it. He said, Fuck, I didn't know it was a minefield. <laughs> Oh, shoot. Um, I'm losing my track again. Oh, about Denny's book. Okay, anyway, Denny there said that uh, he started drinking. He said he was drinking all the time. And he said that he was drunk constantly. And he said when he ran out of booze, the black guys would give him booze. And uh, he said he, he said, well, Denny got injured too. He had to go back to a medic thing, and then they sent him back to his company. <laughs> I never seen this corpsman again. And but then he said after that, they just everything just went shitty. He said uh, uh, his troops did everything he wanted, but they started getting really crappy uh, assignments. And uh, uh, I think he was taking more casualties than. Well, he said when that gook was with him, never lost a man. And because he knew he's to be walking over there. <laughs> Because he knew, because he was a Viet Cong lieutenant, turned sides, joined the Americans. And I always wondered what happened to all them guys. I'm sure they would have, they oh, could have been bad for them. Because <clears throat> I think we left them all, or <clears throat> most of them. The, uh, anyway, Denny there, uh, back in officer's country, whenever the companies was back, that's where he had to go. <clears throat> All these guys were talking about how it worked with the black troops were, and, and this one major was really loud and obnoxious about it. 
anyway, Denny said, I said, I was been out in the field. I said, I was hard, rawhide hard. I said, this guy was a bad old desk major. Never been off the base, never did nothing. It, 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 talking bad about the black troops. Anyway, and he started telling him, he said, you know, you're so, and he probably told him he's a, a fat fucker. <laughs> I can imagine. He probably said, well, you fat fucker. <laughs> I don't like what you're saying. And uh, then, then anyway, then he started telling his black, he said, his, my black companies, you know, did this and did that, and I never had no trouble with them. And uh, anyway, they ended up, started fighting. Then he won. But I called, called him into the office and court-martialed him for uh, striking a major. And, okay, well, then he told me that. <clears throat> and uh, so he said, well, that's, that's, that's what happened, luck of the draw. And I never thought about trying to get it reversed. He never – well, I take it back. I took him up to the VA thing in uh, Iowa City and talked to the VA representatives there. Or you know, for the different things, organization, and uh, basically they said, "Well, you ain't entitled to nothing," and uh, they didn't tell him he could appeal it. You know that. So anyway, I was really disappointed. I figured, well, we'll get this straightened out. You know, then he didn't get nothing. See, if you got a Purple Heart, which he had, you can still use all their medical facilities, but he wasn't even allowed to do that. And so I thought, well, that's pretty fucked up. So Denny, because he stood up for his black troops by punching a major from Georgia. <laughs> but anyway, I got to checking into it. During the whole Vietnam War, and I don't know, like six, seven million people served there. They only had, uh, they only had 60 court-martials. Denny's was one of them. And of those 60... All of them had been reversed, or the people had died. Um, so uh, I think Denny would have had a really good chance of, of uh, getting it uh, reversed, or something, you know. Or anyway, he died before he could tell me his complete story. So that's basically that's basically all I got. Uh, anyway, Denny pushed a major, and out the door he went, and. Uh, but I thought, man, those guys that killed all those gooks in the village of My Lai or wherever in the hell that was, none of them got a dishonorable. Not a one. And all Denny did was punch a major because he said niggers ain't worth a fuck. And Denny said, yeah, they are. <laughs> you know, uh, so to me, Denny was a hero of the Vietnam War. And I thought, well, if we can get his story told, they might make a movie out of it. And we could make him a hero in the movie. Uh, I don't know who would play Denny. Denny was uh, short. Well, not short. He's about, I'm six foot. He's about the same height as me, I guess. Uh, wiry built. <laughs> anyway, Denny took it. You know, I thought, man. Anyway, I uh, 
I probably ought to get back in the bar, damn it. I just soon stay out here and keep telling my story. Um, anyway, that story about Denny, if I could find a ghost writer who'd be interested in, uh, in making a real book out of that. Now, there'd be some research that had to be done. I, I kind of tried to find which company Denny was in. And, uh, that's what, I should have, should have done all this before he died, damn it. So I don't know nothing about his social security or his, uh, army number. <clears throat> so I wouldn't even know where to begin looking. But, you know, we'd get a record of his actual combat assignments and maybe we could track down some of the guys if they're still alive and, and make a real movie out of it and make Denny the star. I thought, man. So I went and asked God about it in my mind. He said, yeah, he said, that's a cool idea. Get her done. <laughs> and I didn't get it done. I'm letting God down because I ain't getting this cloning idea done. Or the, or explaining how the only thing God can control is the DNA on this planet. <clears throat> when everything dies, the soul goes back to God or dark energy, if you want to call it that, or white energy or soul energy. Back to God you go. If there ain't enough air, and and the DNA starts to get out of balance and in 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 God's mind, when things start to get out of balance, it's gonna destroy destroy more life than is created. If God can, he'll manipulate the DNA. If you need more oxygen, try to bump it up a notch. And the only way you can do that is through the DNA. It's alive. So God's never done working on his great plan. Because you and me are it. And he wants us to start getting cloned. And he told me he wanted me to get this body cloned because he seems to be able to communicate through it a little better than most. <laughs> I know that sounds dumber than hell. Anyway. Shoot. I'm going to go back into bars. So I guess I'm done with my stories here. I... Uh, let me check to see how much time I got on here. Uh. Hey, I'm going to go on into the bar. I I really want to tell these stories. They need to be told. I got to find me a wife, a young lady who now <clears throat> this is kind of a serious proposition for me. I'll tell you what I got to give you. I got to give you my pensions, which will be worth, I don't know, two or three thousand to you every month after I'm dead. Now that's enough money, I hope, that you could live on it and you could have me, your husband, as your baby. Now I got blonde hair, blue eyes, so you know what the hell you're going to get. I got A positive type blood, so you know, there's, uh, I think your blood types are kind of important on getting birth and such. Um, but I'm an A positive. Um, anyway, the, uh, oh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop this thing because if I don't, I forget. And then, and then it erases, it disappears from my phone. So I'm going to stop this thing right now because I've had fun telling these here stories. And I'm, I'm going to try to finish them. But stories, you know, are kind of funny because... Sometimes they never end. <laughs>
<laughs> Everlasting stories, man. One story, you always go to the next, whatever it is. Anyway, hey, I'm going to stop this for now, and then I'm going to start it right back up and go inside the bar. And there won't be much people talking in there. So, uh, so adios, amigos. Hasta la vista, I guess they say. Uh, if you're my kids, grandkids, great-grandkids, possible clones, a clone from a, th a thousand lifetimes from now, I want all you clones to keep this recording, if you can, for the 1,000th clone lifetime. For that clone. Every one of you. Every one of my clones. I want you to all store your stories for your 1,000th regeneration. <laughs> I think it would be so cool. And I think maybe we can do her, folks, through cloning. And we got to get Mr. Musk interested in this because he's the man with the plan. I think God's talking to him, too. Although I don't think he really knows it. But uh, maybe he does. Anyway, I'm going to get off of here.